Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Yesterday we saw the Spirit of God, I should say, spoke to us, this congregation, about the importance of strength. If you don't have strength, your armor, your sword is good for nothing. So the strength is very important. And in order for that strength to be obtained, the nourishment must be taken in. Food must be taken. Not only should you eat right, but you should also avoid that which is poisonous. You can have all your, your fruits, your vegetables, you know, your protein and your healthy fats and all those things you can have. And then you can have poison on the side also. Saying, well, I'm eating healthy, so I can have some poison on the side. It's going to counter all the healthy foods that you're eating. And like some people say, oh, you know, I'm all organic. And meanwhile, they're smoking and the children are exposed to smoke. And it doesn't make sense why you even do anything else. Everybody is sick. God is speaking to us today. It's not just sufficient just to have the Bible and read and and uh, and try to uh, become knowledgeable of the Word. If we have knowledge and if we don't have power, if we have just knowledge and if we don't have sincerity then we'll become clever devils. It's very important. That's the most dangerous place to be in, where people think that they know, and actually they're on their way to hell. But people think that they know a lot more scriptures than the next person. But they're not doers of the word of God. So God is speaking to our hearts this night. It's important, it's very important Extremely important to have that inner strength. You need to have that inner strength. In order for you to have that inner strength, you must be a doer of the word. You must stay away from anything that is false. You must be a lover of the truth and not someone who will compromise. You must be someone who knows how to stay within the boundaries that God has set. Pride goes before the fall. And so when we understand that eating right is important, as important as eating right is to a person, staying away from poison is also very important. We saw about carbon monoxide a couple of days ago, or yesterday, I don't remember, but the Lord brought that illustration before us. 
You can eat all healthy foods. You can come and attend all the meetings here. And you expose yourself to toxic things outside, saying that, well, I eat everything healthy and I have a good immune system. You won't even know that you're dying, that's how carbon monoxide is. You won't even know that you're inhaling it. Before you know, you'll be dead. So it's important first to not place yourself. It's important for you to not place yourself in harm's way. Don't be a daredevil. Don't tempt the Lord, your God. Don't try to say, I can handle it. As the Spirit of the Lord was speaking a couple of days ago, including yesterday, you'll be the cause for your own spiritual demise. But there are many strong, valiant people of God all through the Bible. Especially God has uh, kept for us Hebrews 11. So we know that these people were heroes of faith. The world was not worthy of. They were highly esteemed in the sight of God. These were people who fellowshiped with God and kept themselves from darkness. There's something that the Spirit of God is highlighting today, and I want everyone to pay close attention to this. Those who fellowship with light must have no fellowship with darkness. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have no fellowship with darkness. God's word says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Compromise will bring spiritual calamity. Trying to please people and be a hero before everyone will bring spiritual death because that's a manifestation of pride and self, wanting to be seen and heard. Trying to portray oneself as something when they're not will cause a person to go downhill because that is deception that is encouraged, entertained, and watered by those who live a double life. So those who claim to name the name of Jesus Christ, God's word says, must depart from iniquity, which is a, it's an abomination before God. Leading a double life is an abomination before God. So God is bringing these things before you tonight. So each one of you check yourself in the presence of God. Am I about image? Am I about what people think and what people say? Who are you really on the inside? Because God sees each one the way you are, exactly the way you are.
Nothing can be hidden from the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. He sees exactly the way you are. And so being real is the first step to truly walking in the light. What you are, what you speak in your bedroom, what you speak on the phone to people, what you speak with people outside your home, at your workplace, what you communicate in emails and texts and all the secret behind the scene living. The Spirit of God sees it all. Both good and bad. God sees it all. Nothing is hidden from the eyes of the living God. Nothing. And so being real is the first step to becoming that which God wants you to be because God is looking for those who are authentic. You know, when you fill out a form, at the end you will see this warning issued. If you give any fraudulent information, you can be penalized. You can even go to jail for that. Even in the earthly realm, fraudulent behavior is not acceptable. That means giving an image or portraying something false, giving false information is a deceptive nature of Satan. Satan deceived Eve. Lying and deception, they go hand in hand. So when you look at these things, you know that, as the Bible says, false scale is an abomination to God. Putting an image up front when whatever is happening behind the scenes is opposite. There's an abomination to God and God called them as hypocrites. And we see that in the Bible where Jesus said, you Pharisees, you whitewashed tombs. You look white on the outside, but you have dead men's bones on the inside. You, your cup looks clean on the outside, but inside it's filthy. Why did Jesus take time? to say these things and why did he have to even say these things he could have just left saying these things and he could have just played neutral and had even more following and maybe even the Pharisees would have become buddy buddy with him you know why he didn't do that because he was the truth God's people if we claim to be his followers and and are born of God and carry his seed, then the truth will be found in the inward parts of our beings. We should be lovers of God's truth and haters of lies. David said, I hate every wicked way. Lying lips are an abomination to God. That means when God sees lips that lie, It's like vomit to God. Even the prayer is an abomination to God. So we have to be very careful. And Satan is very happy because he finds a platform, common ground. He says, hey, you belong to me. You lie just like me. 
You're full of self, just like me. Look at you. When I see you, I see me. That's what Satan will say. That's what Jesus called some of the people during his time, saying that you followed or you do just like your father, the devil. You are children of the devil. And so we as God's people should have nothing to do with lies, should have nothing to do with leading a double life. Your father, your mother, your husband, your wife, your friend, your co-worker, those who live with you should be able to testify before all of your righteous living, nothing shady. Those around you should be able to see Jesus in you. The sooner, or I should say, in God's time, God will exalt those who are true. And God will expose those who are false. Jesus said nothing that's hidden will be hidden. It will be brought out to the light. And so in this house of God, this has to become the primary focus, which is, am I the living word of God through the word working in me? The word is Jesus Christ. He's the word. If the word of God is working in you, there has to be a replica of that taking place. Is it going towards that? Is there a progression towards that? When people see you, do they see God's love? Do they see a humble person? Do they see a patient person? Do they see a loving person? Do they see a genuine person? Do they see something different? That's question number one. So when it comes to evangelism, that's very important. It's not about how you look or how you appear before others. No. It's about how you appear before God and man. Is it the same? Is there that uniformity there? Your parents see you as a snappy person, a lying person, an angry person. And then when you come to the Bible, when you come to the house of God, when you see believers, you act like so holy. Everybody thinks that you are super saint. You call that hypocrisy. If those around you, close to you, cannot say, what those around you who are a little bit further away from you are saying you have to check yourself there may be some kind of a difference in a doctrine or difference in living your Christian life when you are surrounded by unbelievers people can lie about God's people. We need to understand that also. There are many people who have been lied 
about and thrown into prison. Jesus said that. Many people say things falsely for my sake. That's persecution. So we can't take all of that and say, well, if they falsely say, then that's what I believe. No. So we have that also. But those who falsely say, they falsely say, but heaven bears record to that. And there will be people who will bear testimony to who you are. And that has to come from who, whoever is closer to you. We've seen this before. God has to bear witness. Those in your family must bear witness. Those closer to you must bear witness. Satan sees it. God sees it. People around you, they see it. And your own conscience will bear witness. And as the Lord says, whatever we do in our bodies, openly, God will reward us. In this world and on the judgment day as well. So when it comes to evangelism, we need to understand that our lives take first priority. How you live, how you live. In this church, you will hear this often. Your life matters the most. You are his witnesses. You save yourself and then your hearers. That's the first priority. So having that strength on the inside is very important. In order for you to have that inner strength and the supernatural strength to be able to take the violent by force, you need to be real. You need to be truthful. You need to be sincere. Sincerely desiring the truth and devouring the truth. I want to say it again. You need to be sincerely desiring the truth and devouring the truth. Which means no part with lies. No part whatsoever. That's your first step. In order to have the strength, good has to come in, bad has to leave. You eat healthy and you discard that which is poisonous for you. Every environment, not just, okay, I'm not eating sugars and artificial colors and all those things, but you smoke day and night. I pray that the Spirit of God will cause you to understand what he's speaking at this hour. The Bible says, stay away from every appearance of evil. So it's not just, oh, When it comes to food, I eat healthy and I leave out unhealthy things, but then I do other things that are damaging to the body. God is speaking to our hearts today. Look at your own life and say, Lord, in what way am I building this temple of God? In what way am I tearing down this temple of God? And stop doing what you should be doing. Start doing what you should be doing. The Spirit of God is moving His people forward. He's moving His people forward. To receive that strength from God. And to be true witnesses of Jesus Christ. 
The kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. Yes, the violent man, the wicked enemy, is taking down the people from within the body, within the church, within the church at large. If you look at the church at large, you know, majority is not going to make it. Majority. There are many pastors in hell. There are many evangelists, so-called evangelists in hell, so-called pastors in hell. Many congregations as a whole are in hell. What happened? The violent. Whoever was stronger overtook. If the church is not strong, if the pastors are not following God, and if the congregants are playing games, then they are sick. They have been overcome by spiritual cancer. They're just becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. You see, a cancer patient, how they die? Most of the time, their whole form, their image, everything is destroyed. The image of Christ that should be in the people. The power of God that should be in the people. The power and the love of God with which a church should operate. It's all gone. Why? Because they did not heed when the warnings came. Because they took everything lightly. Because they didn't care about the word. Because they didn't care about the truth. They gave themselves over to the disease. And the violent man took them down by force. In that case, Satan was stronger than those people. They became captives too. The demons, because they earned the wages of unrighteousness. They sowed iniquity and they reaped death. So God is speaking here tonight. If you want to overcome the enemy, make sure you're on the Lord's side. If you want to overcome the enemy, make sure you don't lead a double life. If you want to overcome the enemy, if you don't want any part with the enemy, then make sure your life is full of the truth. And you have no part with lies. If you want to overcome the enemy, make sure that you desire the truth and devour the truth. Make sure there's no compromise. When you do that, you will have the strength on the inside. Monday, God will take us further on spiritual warfare. If you are not strong here, if people here are not strengthened by God, you will not be able to bring anyone to God. How can the blind lead the blind? Yet there are many people who are blind, spiritually sick, and they try to 
act like everything's normal. I know the way. I can show the way. It's not as easy as you think. Blind cannot lead the blind, Jesus said. God is speaking to our hearts today. The primary focus here is to strengthen every believer here. You need to be strengthened. When you're strengthened, you'll be able to plunder the goods of the strong man. You'll be able to subdue the strong man. You'll be able to bind the strong man. Because you'll be stronger than the strong man. If not, he will bind you. He will become your Lord. You'll be his slave. He will take you to his slave house. Which is a place where the worm does not die and the fire cannot be quenched. Every believer must hear this. And every believer must know this. After hearing this, when you know this is the truth, it is high time every single one examine themselves through this word of God and say, Lord, I want to be true. I really want to live a holy life. I don't want to portray an image on the outside. I really want to be true. I don't want to be like a whitewashed tomb. I want to be real. I want to, I want to be like those in Hebrews chapter 11. If that is you, then make sure you live like them. They all did something right to end right. So the Lord says, do that. Do the same thing. Do the same thing. In the coming week, the Lord will speak to us more on how to take the violent by force. But for now, you need to meditate on the strength because if you don't have the strength, if you're sick, your weapons, your armor, they all become useless. May God speak to our hearts tonight and bring you to a place of 100% integrity. No lying, no exaggeration, no duplicity will enter into the kingdom of heaven. I want to repeat it. No lying, no exaggeration, no duplicity will enter into the kingdom of heaven. These are some of the qualities that God abhors. He abhors. No pride, no envy will enter into the kingdom of heaven. These are qualities that God abhors. He abhors. No immorality, no fault finding will enter into the kingdom of 
heaven. God abhors those because those are traits of Lucifer. God is speaking to our hearts today. As the Spirit of God is written in His Word, examine yourself if you're in the faith. It's important. Every single person need to check yourself and see, Father, am I real in everything? Am I what I'm portraying myself to be? Or am I like the chameleon that changes shades according to the circumstance, according to the people that I'm with? Because that spirit will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's Lucifer's spirit. That's the same spirit that was in the Garden of Eden. Which beguiled and defiled Eve and through Eve, Adam. May God speak to every heart today that no one become dull spiritually. Be alert. If Eve would have stopped right there when the serpent said, hey, do you know did God tell you were you there and Adam heard I don't think this is what God meant how subtle it is but she was pulled there because she had conversation with the serpent why did God curse her and Adam it's not all poor Eve. She got tricked by the serpent. Oh, no, no. God was fair. Because Eve had received everything from God and she turned her heart against the living God. She partnered with the serpent. And the serpent said, did God really say that? Oh, God doesn't want you to enjoy these things. God doesn't want you to be happy. Oh, but when you do these things, you're really going to be so prosperous. God doesn't want you to be happy. God doesn't want you to enjoy all these things. That's the serpent. If she had any integrity there and love for the God who created her from the dust, she forgot where she came from. She forgot that she came from the dust. She forgot that even the form and the life and the breath were given by God. Because all of a sudden, she thought she was something else and she wanted to compete with the one who created her. We call that foolishness. A wise heart, a loyal heart would have immediately, as soon as it heard the serpent will say, I'm going to go tell Right now, you are telling this, you deceiver. I'm going to go tell God. I'm going to go tell Adam. That's the right way. If they would have done that, the serpent would have received the curse and they would have lived. They wouldn't have lost the garden. They didn't do that. 
They stood there and they listened. Many people are like that these days. And all through the centuries, many have done that and they're in the grave. They partner, they stand there and partner with Lucifer. There are people who watch people go down the drain and do nothing about it because they want to look good. And there are people who partner with them and send them down the drain. And they say, well, it's their choice. Both who don't do anything about it and the one who sends them down the drain, they will all inherit the same judgment from God. Look what happened to Eve. What a heartache to God Almighty. Just like God looked at mankind and he said, I regret that I created them. I gave them everything. Still, not content. Compete with the Most High God. Badmouth the Most High God. Partner with Lucifer and stand there and say, Well, mm-hmm. Oh, really? So God doesn't want me to see these things because he doesn't want me to become like him. And she partnered with Lucifer. What a treacherous behavior. This is why she received the curse. Imagine if she partnered with Satan and she did this. What are all the things she could have done if God would have continued to let her be the way she was? That's why God threw Eve and Adam out of the garden. And he put an angel with the sword right there. Saying you cannot enter in. Even though God forgave and clothed them. But they inherited the curse. Because the evil that they did was so great. And for even God to forgive and take them and keep them on the soil that he created them from is the mercy of God. That's how merciful our God is. How merciful our God is. If she would have done what every loyal child would do, you're speaking against God and you're trying to pull me down, I'm going to go tell on you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to God and say, Lord, the serpent that's in this garden that you have kept and you created is trying to corrupt us. It's trying to pull us down. This is what the serpent is saying. The serpent is spewing venom and lies. If she would have done that, if she would have gone to Adam and both of them would have done that, then they both would have lived and would have been blessed for that. She didn't do that. They both partnered with the serpent. And after that, they're hiding now. May God help us. There's a lot to learn from God's word, just from Genesis. First three chapters. A lot to learn. God is Speaking to the church there. Be careful. Be careful of deception. Be careful of deceivers. Be careful of the serpent spirit that is around you. And have no partnership with the unfruitful deeds of darkness. 
the Bible says rather expose them. That's the right thing to do. Don't cover one another's sins. Otherwise you will be held accountable. God says in his word, all those who do them and all those who have pleasure in them, all those who approve of them, by your silence or by your vocalization or with your behavior, all will receive the same judgment because it's wickedness before God Almighty. When you take the blood of Jesus Christ, Forget where you came from and all that you received from God Almighty. And then turn treacherous against the living God. Important to remember always. From dust, God made Adam. From the dust, God made Eve. And it's the mercy of God. He gave shape and he gave form and he gave intelligence and he gave strength and he gave the ability to communicate and she used it all against the creator who created her. How treacherous it is. The same spirit works even today. Every single must, every single one must be careful. After receiving everything from the living God, there are many people who are in hell today. Jesus looked at Chorazin and Capernaum. But Seda, he looked at all these people and he said, Oh, how much you received from me. Look how you've turned out to be. And just like how God had regrets creating mankind, Jesus had such great regrets ministering to these people. Not a good thing, not a good thing. He said, if I would have spent the time that I spent on you, if I would have done the works that I did for you too. Those people there, they would have produced much fruit. So the first step here God is speaking today is, let there be truth in the inward most parts of your being. Do not partner with deceiver. Anytime Satan comes and he whispers, make sure, run to the Lord. Tell on him. Escape from his trap by not partnering with him. It's very important. Very important. Very important. Lies will seek covering to hide under, but truth will shine in the light for all to see. We are the children of the light and not of the night. Jesus said this. So walk as children of the day. Let everything be straightforward, truthful. And when you walk as children of the day, Jesus said this. Those around you will see your life. Will see the Jesus in you. Will see your good works and they will glorify your Father in heaven. You'll be able to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ by your life and by your doctrine. That means what you speak should match your life. And when people see that, the Spirit of God will use that to draw people towards Jesus Christ. So today's focus is your inner strength. 
Eve lost everything. She lost her strength. She lost everything. She lost the covering that God gave. And she had to run for what? Fig leaves. There are many Christians like that. They lose what God has given by being wicked. And then they go after fig leaves, thinking that fig leaves will protect them. They don't even have that sense that when the sun comes out, the fig leaves will dry out. And their true condition will be exposed. She thought that if she would eat that fruit that Satan said, she'll become wise. But look what a fool she became. What a fool she became. She caused her husband to sin also. Both of them became fools. Did they become wise? Not only did they die spiritually, even the wisdom God gave was gone. They're going for something that's And not only temporary, but even that. The duration of whatever temporary is so minimum. They didn't even know that what they are desperately trying to hide under will not cover them, will not protect them. Until God came and covered them. May God speak to every heart here. And straighten out everything that's crooked in your life. Let there be no vain imagination. Let there be no room for the enemy. Don't think high of yourself. That's the first step for your downfall. Remember where God took you from. And know who you are actually. That's how Eve fell. Suddenly she thought she was somebody else. And suddenly she was not content. But all the trees that God had given. And all the fruits that God had given. Suddenly she wanted more. And she partnered with Satan. Who came. And offered her. According to. What he saw, he can get her to partner with. The Bible says in the book of James, every person is drawn or tempted according to what is already in there. To make sure that you live like Jesus, that there's nothing there that the enemy will see that he can use against you. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this night that you gave us. Thank you, Lord, you are so gracious to speak and we're here to listen. Thank you for your word that you've given to this local congregation. Your body that is here Thank you for giving us this great privilege, Lord, to hear from the mouth of God. I pray that you cover your people with your precious blood. I ask you, Lord, that your deeper cleansing may continue to take place as you're doing this during the season. Without holiness, no one can see God and no one can serve God. 
And thank you for your work that you're doing, as eager as many are to go and do your work outside. The Spirit of the Lord has repeatedly shown me that they're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. And I pray that you will continue to work. And as you're working, Lord, during this fasting prayer period, to get your people ready so that they can be worthy, so that God can go with them, so God can say, I can go with them. May each one cooperate with the Holy Spirit who's working. I give every single one into the net pierced hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of grace, the Spirit of power may continue to work in them, rest upon them, deliver them from the lies of the enemy, from the snares of the fowler. And I pray that no one willingly, willfully fall into the snares of the enemy. That no one neglect the word of God and thereby fall into the snares of the enemy. That no one think too high of themselves and fall into the snares of the enemy. Let every single one here heed the warnings of the Lord Jesus Christ that has come from the Holy Spirit. As God warned the seven churches, you're warning our church today. So that every single one can be found eligible before God for God to use them. As you're doing your work of sanctification, Lord, I pray may this work of sanctification continue to they get stronger and stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. That every work of darkness be crushed by the everlasting light of Christ. And I thank you for doing this. I ask you, Lord, that you bless tomorrow's service with your presence and with your power. So whatever you want to accomplish tomorrow, let it be accomplished, Father, on earth in our midst, as it is in heaven. And I bind all the works of darkness against the work of God, against what you want to do for your people tomorrow. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Thoroughly have your way, Holy Spirit. Thoroughly have your way, Holy Spirit. I thank you, I praise you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.